Today is my 19th birthday. My parents told me that the day of my birth was a very peculiar day indeed. In Barrick, the town I am from, the elders in our community claim that every 19 years on this day, a flaming streak fills the sky. On this appointed day, 19 years ago, what some would call a comet blazed through the night sky and landed just north of Barrick in the forest. On that same night, a sphere of radiant light presented itself to the congregation at my parents' temple, the most glorious and renowned temple of Thor in all of Aspara. Floating high above the altar, shining bright, the orb hovered over the ground and slowly faded, the only remnant a war hammer. Here I am, Euphemia Brightwood, call me Mia, gazing up at the star-filled sky, wondering what the heavens have in store for this faded night. I sit alone on the rooftop of my parents' temple, fingers playing with the amulet around my neck. The amulet is made of metal, the stone in the center a golden yellow topaz and an emerald cut. I have worn this necklace my whole life. I have never known a day without it. My parents say it is for my protection. They love me deeply and are almost too overbearing. I choose to trust them. The amulet is magical. See, I do not look like the rest of my family. I am different. I am touched by Thor himself. I have not told anyone, but sometimes I wonder if I myself am part God. The amulet helps me appear human to others, to fit in as my parents would hope. I have never quite felt like I belong. I have always felt like something is missing in me. I long for the day when I can go off into this far-reaching world in search of what is missing. I am not sure I can find it here. Barrick has been a tight-knit community to grow up in. My parents run the local temple to Thor, as my father's parents did in years past and his father before him. The Brightwood family name is synonymous with Barrick and well-known throughout all of Aspara. I have never wanted for anything, yet I still feel this emptiness inside on nights like this. I have so many questions, but my parents don't seem to have the answers. They say to pray to Thor and ask for his guidance. I have yet to hear from him. On cool nights like these, I like to sit up here on the rooftop and go over my studies. My parents have taught me to be an exceptional healer. I've been practicing spells that are quite advanced for someone my age. <laughs> I am quite good. Nevertheless, I long for a good fight. The war hammer delivered on the day of my birth was given to me on my 14th birthday. I named her, fittingly, Falling Star. Lately, Falling Star seems to hum with energy, resounding with power louder when I wield her. I have been honing my skills with my hammer for five years now. I hope to one day use my powers and strength to protect this world from evil. My body itself is a weapon, strong, sturdy, and trained with precision. One day my skills will be wasted here, but until that day, I will practice with discipline over my physical and spiritual body, preparing for the day. The shingles of the Temple of Thor, they shake and clatter beneath your weight as tremors from whatever caused this this loud bang they reverberate through this building and from your perch looking south near the edge of the city backlit by this flickering orange glow of, of fire a dark plume of smoke rises into the the night sky how far away it looks uh, well. The temple I would is is a prominent structure within Barrack, so I would say it's probably nestled somewhere in the middle of the city. So you could you could get there in in a timely manner. But it does look like it's it's barely within the city limits. Whatever has caused this. All right. Well, <laughs> knowing that something always happens on this night, let's. I want to go check it out. Okay. It's back in. Into in a what? How'd you get out on this roof through a window or? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a stairwell. I've got like a brick in a stairwell, like in a door, and I like skate back down. And as you get back into the temple, you on the ground floor, you 
reach kind of reach as you're as you're reaching for the door you hear from behind you your your brother Braun. Mia, Mia. Where where are you going? No, 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 no. Y- you know, you've you you know it it's that time of year. You s- please stay inside with me, Mia. I can't be safe out there. Braun, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah, but I... uh, please. You you you've heard the stories every every 19 years the, the, the horrible things that happened to our city for for weeks afterwards just I think it's best if we just stay away. Braun, don't you agree that I can help? I've been training for so long. <sighs> you know, mother and father, they they always speak so highly of, of your skills and what you're eventually, hopefully, destined destined to accomplish. I, 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 I just worry about you, and if, if you believe you can help, then I, I believe it too. Braun, I know I can help. Just... Just cover for me, okay? Tell him I'm at Astrid's. Don't don't tell mom and dad. I, I of course, little sister. For you, for you, I will. I will. Please be, be safe. I will. And I take off. All right, out out the door and through the city. So much like, much like Bron, Bron's instincts, uh, you see kind of people, especially some of the like the older folk that have been around long enough to remember at least this this 19 year event happening more than of course just tonight you see them kind of shuttering their windows and and hustling off of the street uh, you know a, f- a few of the younger younger people probably around your age also quite curious as you but it seems their elders have were able to to speak to them and make them think think twice about investigating much like like you are attempting to so I'm like one of the only ones walking toward it. But yes, exactly. It's yeah, <laughs> you can kind of this activity and commotion in the streets. Basically, you're the counterflow of this. All right. <laughs> this act- I mean, they're not quite fleeing, you know, it's because everybody in Barrack they know that this thing happens and they don't know mm-hmm. why or what happens, but every time an event occurs like this, there are weeks of of horrible, horrible deaths and and crops dying like like bad mm-hmm. omens. Uh, so much rooted in a superstition. This is this is this is the bad time currently for for Beric. And everyone does know and have been told that it certainly doesn't last the entire year. But there's just a few weeks that just need to be weathered. The storm needs to be weathered. Is what the menta- mentality of of the, of pe- the people of Beric. In general, of course, there are mm-hmm. naysayers such as yourself that may think there is nothing to these stories. Well, I mean, I'm not bad, and I came from this night 19 years ago. That is very true. And maybe a few people, though, don't believe that about you yourself. Hmm. Interesting. So you make it to the edge of the city, and... As you get closer, you 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 know this the glow of, of the, the the fires they get brighter and you find what looks like some type of impact crater. Okay. And it like I said, it's not it didn't hit it hasn't demolished any structures. Luckily, it's a few hundred feet outside of the 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 nearest structure, right right at the edge of the city limits. All right, so I see like a crater. And fire in the grounds, like on fire, then. Yeah, kind of like the the grass around it. You know, embers are smoldering. It doesn't look like it's spreading to anything, uh, as it's kind of impacted in mostly this open field. As you're looking south and further south, of course, there's a, a range of of mountains. So there isn't much for as far as civilization in between uh, the city itself and this mountain range. Okay, um, I want to look in the crater and see, like, what made that impact. Or, like, see if there's something in there. Are you you just marching up? You cautiously? Uh, cautious. Okay, so you want to make a, you want to make a stealth check? Yeah, sure. But not, but not, like, afraid. (laughs) That's why I said. (laughs) Um, I have metal plate armor and, uh, brought my shield Okay, so you're fully geared up because, you know, in the midst of practicing, 
Yep, I was on the roof. I was, like, armored up. I was not necessarily expecting something like this to happen, but knowing, you know, this destined night, I was ready and kind of... <sighs> that makes me sound bad if I say hoping something happened, but... Got my hammer. <laughs> All right, let's cautiously. So with your with your oh, armor, no. that should be a, a disadvantage. Yeah, as well it's 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 not good with my. Yeah, it's my stealth is a six. So as you kind of clink and clank towards, not fearful, of course. No. But as you <laughs> approach this, <laughs> as you approach the crater, you hear kind of this this moan, uh, this this feral moan as you get to about 30 feet from the edge of, of, of this crater and this spindly leg reaches up from the top of it grasping the, the ground at the, at the like the ledge of, of this crater as this creature with a spider body and a long extended eel like neck completely on fire you can smell now burning hair as its ab- its hairy abdomen is just alight and it spots you and it it's of course the source of screaming it kind of opens its mouth a little loud like louder and lets out a, a more of a shriek more of a like a ICU shriek as it takes kind of a wobbly step towards you and just collapses succumbing to the flames ooh um, have I ever seen anything like this before? Why don't you roll me a history check? Six. I don't know why I keep rolling fives today. You don't immediately recognize this creature. It looks it looks otherworldly, almost. As I'm sure part of your studies is it involves quite a bit of reading. You haven't come across anything, any, dis- any descriptions or sketches uh, that would resemble something such as this. Okay, so it's just the one thing and it's dead? Why don't you make a perception check? Okay. That one you should be good at. Uh, 11. I'm rolling low. <laughs> I imagine you've kind of stopped quite abruptly as this thing has clawed its way up and died in front of you. Right. And you you don't hear the, the, the moaning and the shriek has ceased and you only hear kind of the soft crackle of, of the flames. Okay, so I don't see anything else in the crater, just this dead spider eel Well, you're thing. not quite up to the lip oh, okay. of it yet. You want to continue? Yeah, I want to keep looking. As you continue to creep towards you, hit, you get to the mouth of, of the crater, and right. it's about this, this 10-foot deep impact, and behind it now you can see this long streak in the ground, like this, this tunnel that's been dug out as it's clearly hit and slid across this open field and you see what looks like something something it looks again very foreign to you it's a it looks like it's a piece of some type of vessel like it's not uh it's very clearly a a segment of a larger piece it's kind of it's got this it's basically like a like a semicircle made of metal so i found a ufo it's torn to pieces. What? I didn't realize as far was going intergalactic here. Oh my gosh. So this structure, it's this this piece of this 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 structure. Flying you, saucer. You see, it's about twenty feet long, maybe ten or fifteen feet wide. What the heck? And again, you you so and you see kind of bits and pieces of, of broken metal, and there's a a, a larger. Kind of near, more cylindrical section as well, kind of amongst the, the this debris that is a light, and it looks very similar to like one of this creature's legs, like it's like almost like this metallic appendage. Okay, but no other part of it looks like a metal version of this, just one leg. Yeah, it looks like from what what is discernible amongst the like it amongst the crash basically this is just a, the kind of this single piece that's still intact and, and stands out to you but other than that you don't see anything else inside the ship itself so i go up and look at the ship and i don't see anything else is what you're saying that's right yeah. okay what the heck leland i didn't know what to expect but this is throwing me <laughs> <laughs> metal flying object 
Alright, so I see an empty half of a flying saucer, a skid mark, and a metal 2B leg. Yeah, that's exactly right. What? Can you make me another perception check, please? Yeah, a little bit better. 16? Looking around from, from the direction of which it has landed, your eyes follow the, the this divot that's it's, it's clawed into the, into the ground as it's landed, and you just follow it to the horizon, to the, the mountain range from the south. You can see another plume of smoke. And again, the, the soft glow of, of orange far, far in the distance, as if uh, this thing has, on its way down, clipped into the mountain, and possibly the rest of it could be up there. Ooh. Okay, so when you say far, far away, how far are we talking? Like, I could walk there tonight by, by myself, and it wouldn't be that weird? The bottom of the range is maybe 10 miles, 6 to 10 miles way to get there. It would take you a couple hours to get there on foot. Mia's feeling pretty curious tonight, so she's just gonna cautiously... mm, She'll just be more cautious when she approaches the mountain, so she won't take, like, extra long in the field section, but... Okay. So you could could hurry through, like, you could move at a a faster pace than Let's hurry through the field, but then be more cautious once I get closer, like, in the last mile or whatever. And as you approach and get closer, now you can make out more of the, the actual features of this mountainside now that you're, you're much closer. You see that you don't need to travel all the way to like a peak of one of these mountains as it seems to have bounced and hit a couple of different things on the way down. Okay. And there's, there's more like this, this 75-ish foot overhang like a cliff kind of that you can see is clearly the source of the second plume of smoke. It's hard when I'm not listening to what Shaft wants to do. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. So you're saying I have to climb up a 75 foot cliff? Or is there like a way around it? You could certainly uh, try to look for a way around. So why don't you go ahead and make a survival check then? Sure. Rolling terribly average. 10. So do you think uh, you would have possibly ventured this far in, like, your leisure time, maybe? Maybe you and Astrid explored out here as you, like, when you were younger, maybe? Do you think you would have any extra familiarity with with the surroundings around Beric? As I know, you certainly haven't visited any other city in Aspara, right? Yeah, I think that... I think that Mia would have gone as far as, like, her parents would have allowed type thing. So if this is just a couple miles and within sight of the temple, yada yada, yeah. I think maybe. Not, like, often, but maybe snuck out a few times or something. Okay. So you can definitely find a narrow pathway up the side of this mountain. Ooh, okay. And possibly in some areas you'll have to maybe do a bit of scrambling. But you you can definitely make your way up to this, this kind of cliffy overhang. And what you see when you get to the top of it, again, to kind of if you looking to your right and like further up the mountain, you can see where a, a large chunk of the rocky mountainside has come off and kind of at your feet, you know, there's debris and larger stones and, and boulders that have rolled down the side, kind of this this landslide of the, this rock that was knocked loose from the impact. And you found the rest of whatever this vessel is, and it is much larger than the piece that was near the city, as it spans more like 60 feet by almost as wide 50 or so and you can see the the big chunk of the 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 large piece that was torn out it kind of looks like it's from the 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 nose of if it were an aircraft like the front of it right Mm -hmm. if it were an aircraft and you see what else is it (laughs) yeah right you actually now see these fully formed metallic legs that are still intact and attached to the side 
of this vessel. And again, still some of the 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 brush and grass is is a light up here, as the you know the there's not much up on this this barren cliffside to actually burn, but uh, some of the embers are are quickly dying down now. And uh, what do you want to do? I don't know, but Mia is pretty convinced that this is this is the 19 year event going on. She's she stumbled upon something, and due to her fearlessness she is now up on a mountain by herself 10 miles from town <laughs> i want to investigate so it's just one piece like one thing to go up to and yeah just this this quite large structure and other than the hole that was torn into it from the impact you don't see any other entry point from where you are all right well i guess i try to see in through the hole that's torn in it and just take a look inside. Okay, go ahead and make me a perception. Uh, 11. <laughs> I have not rolled over a 10. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> so immediately inside what you're you're peering into kind of the, the second half of like some type of, of chamber, like a, like a like a room, basically, right? It's still completely constructed out of metal, some of which is torn and, and sheared like large stress twists, right, from the impact kind of thing. Okay. So some of the some of the walls are, are they look kind of warped, and there is one door, one metal door, on this section of wall that would lead further into this ship. It uh, it doesn't appear to have any handles, like it's not like a normal. Like no doorknobs or anything. It just kind of, it's, it's there's very clearly a frame in which it's set, but it looks like just this flat sheet of metal that I would like push open. You could try. Okay, um, I'll go investigate the door. So do you want to just you want to just look for a way to open it? You don't want to try to actually physically push it yet. I want to look for a way to open it first. Okay, then go ahead and make an investigation check. Ten. So average, Mia, just disappointing me. <laughs> Listener, I swear she's better than this. So, like I said, there you there's you don't see any any handles or any type of of lever to pull, but kind of set into the wall next to it, you actually see what looks like it just looks like it's a it's a round, it's a hole in in this wall. Okay. Not, uh, you can't, like, see through it into the next room, but it's, like, this something, you would put something, some type of cylinder into this opening. Okay, so I'll just push on the door a little bit and see if it opens. And there's no give to your your tentative push. All right. Do I see a key, a key looking, like, that cylindrical thing anywhere? Make a. Why don't you do a perception then? You can try to look around. Now that you know what you're looking for. Hey, seventeen. In the immediate in this part of the room, there doesn't look like there's any. There's there's plenty of re- of metallic wreckage around, but there doesn't look like there's specifically anything that appears to have been built or meant to insert into this hole, amongst this wreckage. Does the hole look like it would fit anything I've ever seen before? It looks quite large, like much larger than like what you would think of a, a keyhole. Okay. Like almost, almost large enough, uh, like like the width of maybe your wrist. All right. Um. I guess I'll go out then and look at the wreckage to try to find a sin. Why can't I say that word? <laughs> a cylinder, a cylindrical key. <laughs> so as you step out of the ship and onto the the stone again you immediately you feel vibrations and you feel the ground give around you and what pops up something some monstrous lumbering creature claws its way through the stone quite easily and appears literally at your feet and it's 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 this bipedal it's, it looks insect insect like. Think of uh, think of like a, an insectoid gorilla. Its arms, its humanoid arms. It's got two legs, two arms, 
they end in these four-fingered claws and large, huge mandibles with two sets of eyes, but a massive, massive frame. Like its forearms are thi- like almost as thick as its upper arms. It's got like these huge like plates of, of like a carapace. But it looks damaged. One of its arms is kind of limp at its side, but it still rears up at you, pulling its good arm back as if to strike you. So let's roll initiative. Oh, jeez. Uh, three. I rolled a two. Three. Wow. That's not good. I have not been rolling great at all. Oh, Mia's supposed to be cool. This is bumming me out. Okay, so this creature kind of caught you almost by surprise here as it managed to get its swipe in before you can react. And just with its good arm, again, it's got this one that looks like it, it's unusable on this creature, but it lashes out at you, clinging off of your armor despite getting the jump on you. And it will also, its large mandibles kind of open and it rears its head, trying to grab you in its mouth. Uh, 27 to hit. Yeah, that hits. 11, yeah, 11 slashing damage with its bite. Dang. And you're up. All right, so... Surprised, yes, but scared, no. Mia takes her war hammer and uh, slugs him with it. So that's 23 to hit. Oh yeah, good good hit. For seven points of damage. As you swing your mighty hammer, it gets its arm up to defensively in front of it and you crack into its carapace forearm and like shear off the section of its shell as you damage it. You see, though, under underneath it, actually, you notice as it's still trying to protect itself, there's this strange symbol inked into its skin beneath this carapace. Well, in the heat of battle, I'm not going to be looking at the symbol, I guess. I don't know what else I would do right now, honestly. Brace myself for his next attack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he just, now with his injury... His arm looking nearly as, as, as bad as his, his feeble one. It kind of bears its head down, like crouches, and just slams his body into you. Let's do a contested uh, strength check. Okay, now I roll high. That's a 21. That is very high, but unfortunately not as high as 24. Ooh. As he gets you with these huge mandibles kind of like nearly around your weight around your waist like he's football tackling basically and driving you back towards the edge of this cliff and that is his action so you are up so i'm like in his grips right now yeah basically he has you grappled right now so your your speed is zero you can still attack normally or, or you can use your action to try to break the grapple i would like to try to break the grapple okay that is another Contested strength. I only get 13 on that. He gets a 16. Ugh. You're trying to get your hands in between yourself and his his mandibles, but he just his t- grip is on you. It's too tight. Dang it. And again, he drives into your body. You're fighting against him. Just imagine your your heels trying to dig into the to the stone and the dirt and leaving drag marks. As he's going to try to push you. So let's strength it up again. Oh, jeez. 16. Again, very good roll, but this monstrous beast just edges you out with a 17. And he pushes you off of this cliff. What? As you begin to fall through the air. Uh, you said 75 feet up? 75 feet up. Holy crap. You just killed Bryn. <laughs> Have you not had enough? <laughs> as you're falling, it's almost as if like everything slows down. You see this beast like it's got its body and its one good arm kind of out in front of it, having like in just finished the act of pushing you. You're kind of you can imagine yourself like par- parallel to the ground, you know, like yeah. Slow-mo, super slow-mo, yeah. yeah. And ab- above you, this this small 
ball of light. You kind of looking up, it, it looks as if it's the star that kind of gets brighter and brighter, but it's actually getting closer and closer to you. And you hear in your head this this calming and soothing voice. Mia, it's time. Remove your amulet. Do I recognize that voice? You you don't recognize this voice, but you you get this sense of almost like purity, like right, like peace, like calm. Yeah, and then and suddenly you kind of wash, almost like this wave washes over you. You suddenly realize you know exactly what to do. So I, I pull my amulet off. The clasp kind of comes undone, and you're just keeping it gripped in your hand. So yeah, I think I'd keep it in my hand because I'm in the middle of falling. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you you, you kind of grasp it in your hand and. As you pull it off, it actually looks like... Like, you never noticed that it was... It's not like it's it, your amulet glows, mm-hmm. but it still looks as if it dims a little in your hand. And suddenly, sprouting from between your shoulder blades, these this huge angelic wings pop out. And instinctually, you, you catch yourself as they give a quick flap and you right yourself in the air and you're flying now and time returns to normal and the 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 ball of light it fades and winks out nice um i'm assuming that i'm flying quite poorly because i haven't really been practicing this (laughs) you are no you're at least no longer falling yeah i'm no longer falling i'm flying cool and this insect monster is still at the cliff. It just seems to be looking at you. It doesn't look like it quite understands what is happening. Right. Or what it is up against. True. Is it my turn again? Yeah. All right. While I'm like fluttering about pretty poorly right now, staring at the amulet and trying to put two and two together and uh, just whatever, I decide to... uh, cast thunder wave on him so he's got to make a a constitution saving throw Ooh, that is really bad he got a seven yeah so that's a fail he takes 2d8 thunder damage and um i'm going to decide to channel this thunder wave so with my destructive wrath it takes max damage so yeah so lightning or thunder i can get automatic max damage so he takes um, 16 damage. And he gets sick, t- he gets pushed 10 feet back, too. This wave of, th- and this boom, this large, this clap of, of sound as well, it blasts into his body and slides him back, basically along the tracks in which he forced you to make, pushing you and struggling with you against, to the edge of this cliff. He's still up, but he looks incredibly weak. This creature, it... It can't quite get to you. It doesn't really know what to do. So it's it begins to retreat and move back towards the ship and kind of into the, the broken section. That's about as far as it gets, though, as it doesn't appear to be able to open this door either. Hmm, he can't open the door. Interesting. All right, so Mia feeling really confident after channeling Thor and using Thunder Wave. She's going to cast Guiding Bolt and a flash of light streaks toward the creature and he has to make a or I make a ranged spell attack. Ooh baby. 24 to hit. (laughs) Yeah. So this Guiding Bolt um, he takes 12 damage. And it is enough. This blinding white streak of Radiant energy blasts into his chest and finishes him. Puts a hole right through him. Oh my gosh. And his, his damaged and, and broken insect body slumps to the metal beneath him. Alright. I guess I 
fly over to him. I want to take a look at those symbols I saw. Okay. Try to figure out what I just dealt with. You can you can make me an arcana check. Ten. Yeah, again, much like like the creature and the ship itself, all of this is is incredibly foreign to you, and basically unrecognizable. You do you do see though like it's it's like this it's a it's basically a it's a tattoo on this creature. Right. Can I do a perception to see if I have time to try to like kind of memorize what the symbol was? Sure. My perception's eighteen. Yeah, as you're you're kind of inspecting it intently and still though aware of kind of what's around you, you hear the the creak and groan of twisted metal as the door begins to slide open. What? Is there something coming out of it? Immediately on the other side of it is one of the the spider eel creatures. And this one, not on fire. Yeah. So, like, the, the size of what you just fought, like, it's it's a large creature. So it's it stood, like, eight feet tall. Okay. But, of course, this, this little spider eel creature is... Maxes out at about four. It's more... It's a medium-sized creature. Okay. And it, it regards you, and you see it... Its eel mouth kind of opens, and it's showing you this rows of pointed teeth, and speaks to you in common. Ah, another slave? No, I'm... I'm... I'm not a slave. Who are you? You will be a slave to the Niogi. I am nobody's slave. Who are the Niogi? As you ask this of the creature, you see its its eyes... <laughs> like, it's not quite... The cartoon, like, swirl, you know, the black and white swirl of yeah, hypno- yeah. hypnotizing you. But it, it's always, like, kind of glean, and it's clear it's trying to Charm it, me. impart some type of thing on you. So could you do, uh, could you make me a wisdom saving throw, please? I'm glad wisdom is my highest modifier, 22. That is more than enough to shake off the, the, the effects of what this thing is trying to do to you. See it? Like you, you, there's kind of like this fog that, as if it's drifting over your your mind, and you're able to fight back whatever effect it's it's trying to impart on you, and it sees that you resisted it, and it kind of looks between you and it sees the fallen creature. It would see my wings too, like even if I'm inside. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and you see it raise one of its legs and. N- on his side of the wall like point pokes the wall like you don't see what exactly he's doing just right. because you're you're right it's on this other wall but immediately the door slides shut and it was his leg maybe that went into the keyhole and i haven't seen any of these other niyogi other than way back in the field right that's right yeah. oh crap how fast can i fly <laughs> <laughs> go get the leg real quick I don't know how else I would get through that door. Can I, like, is the door destructible? You can try to, like, force it open. You can try to pry it open. Because you actually didn't use any actual force, right? You kind of just pressed on it. Okay, so I can't go back to the field and then come back here. Yeah, that would be a a couple of hours. Yeah. I want to try to take down this door. So can I, like, run and charge at it with my hammer or something or... Try to pry it. Okay, yeah. I mean, like I said, like uh, a lot of it's already like twisted and warped, so right. you can certainly go ahead and and make uh, yeah, make make an attack with your hammer first. Okay, so my attack is seventeen. Okay, so you're just kind of beating into this thing, and there's like the clang of of your hammer against metal, kind of centering on this already like weakened point of the door mm-hmm. you bend it and smash into it a number of times enough to continue to warp it and kind of along the edge of the door frame you know you, it like pops out of it as you have now made a section of it which you could grab and possibly pry open okay yeah i want to try to grab it and pry it open you just want to with your hands 
Mm, do, is it like a big enough hole that I could use my hammer? Like as a piece of metal, so I'm not like... You could definitely like get the handle of your hammer in there, like a pry bar. Yeah, that's what I would do. Okay, I'll then go ahead and make a strength with advantage then. 19. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, so as you're struggling and pulling, you hear the Kree, the Niyogi on the other side. There's no need, no, no, do not come in here. You, you'll meet your death in here. And you struggling and slide it, and as you're prying and getting more and more of an opening, you can see into it, and you just see him in there. It's another smaller chamber. Yeah. He's in there by himself, and you're able to pop the door open. You hit a certain point, and it as if it, like it's engaging the opening mechanism, and then it slides the rest of the way, kind of stops halfway, you know, where you're hitting it in the bend point, so it doesn't fully like go into the wall like it's supposed to, but more than enough of an opening for you to get into. Yeah, so I'm going in there, Adam, with my hammer. All right, go ahead and make an attack. Twenty-two, and I say, <laughs> I'm nobody's slave. Seven points of damage. All it can do is rear back from your impact and lash out with its mouth and try to bite into you uh, with a nine to hit. Yeah, try chomping on metal, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> In response, because of what worked earlier, I'm going to send another guiding bolt his direction. Ooh, yeah. That's 25 to hit. And that's going to be 17 points of damage. Wow. <laughs> 46 is a lot for a first level spell. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Uh, and you're, again, your guiding bolt that like pierces its abdomen, but it's still barely kicking as it gets another bite on you. This one with a 17 to hit? No, that doesn't hit. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's just a little tank. My AC's 20. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. And one of its teeth chip as it, again, bites into your, your plate armor to no effect. Does he seem like he would cooperate if I took him captive to, like, in- interrogate him? Why don't you roll an insight check? Oh, my insight is plus seven. 21. Wow. Judging from how it immediately tried to retreat mm-hmm. after its mind-altering effect did not work. You get a sense that maybe it'll it'll cooperate. Okay. Um so he's like on his last legs. But I want to try to uh, I don't want him to charm me though. I don't know. I don't think I would have rope on me. It's so hard to play a new character that's like good. I'm trying to be good. <laughs> So I'll call out to him with my hammer in my hand, like he knows I could just deal him the final blow to his face or whatever. Say, if you just talk to me right now, you don't have to die. You see him just kind of finally slumps to the ground, no longer even bother trying to stand, as he can barely hold his own head up on his long eel neck. We can make a deal. What do you want from me? Well, I don't want anything now. What do you want from this town? Why are you here? I have no interest in your town. What is this thing? What is this big metal... What is this? It is the object in which we travel. Where did you come from? Another world. You mean this thing flies? And he regards your still shimmering wings, because they haven't quite (laughs) faded. Yeah. As do you, I see. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. What do you guys want with Aspara? We only wish to fill our ship with those that can help us. Help you with what? Uh, We face a great danger, our race, the Neogi. We simply look for aid and able bodies that can help us defeat it. How do I know you guys are worth helping? Do you not help all folk? I help folk if they if they are worthy of the cause. I, I don't help bad guys. And what is your cause? 
I'm a messenger of Thor. And I look back at my wings. He's, he's blessed me with all this magic and power and strength and I kind of like toss my hammer in my hand and catch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to protect Aspara, so if you're going to be coming in and making life difficult here, I am not on your side. I only wish to rejoin my brethren in the Vorgarag Mountains. There's more of you in the Vorgarag Mountains? I've traveled very far to re rejoin my family. Wait, so you're telling me there's more Neogi in the Vorgarag Mountains? There are many of us in this world, yes. Why did you land here? Obviously some kind of accident. It was, yes. We were thrown off course, uh, attacked by the threat I mentioned before. They can attack you in the sky? They have many fierce capabilities, yes. Wow. What do they attack you with? Their own weapons, projectiles. Okay. It's just you and this whole craft? You're the only one? Yes, as I was hoping to fill it and retrieve my brethren so we could leave and help our race back home. Hmm. What would Mia do? <laughs> <laughs> He's not attacking and he seems to be in need. Hmm. Do you want to roll an insight check? I don't want to help Neogi. Yeah, I'll roll an insight again. <laughs> yeah, roll an, roll an insight check. Ooh, nat 20. 27. Ooh. So you've listened to his story. His sob story, yeah. Yeah, his sob story, exactly. And considering that when he first met you, he mentioned making you a slave. Yeah. You can put... Uh, you, you definitely realize that he may be speaking truthfully about this threat against uh, this threat to his right. race but his intentions in coming here and trying to combat that threat uh, are not quite as docile as he claims they to be it's perhaps these abled bodies he speaks of may be gained by force rather than people willing okay so I'll just ask him straight up okay Mr. Neogi why did you want me to be a slave? Do you enslave these people to help your, your cause? You have much power. The Neogi could use your power. I don't work as a slave, though. Then perhaps you could work as a willing participant. This is so hard because Elena knows stuff that just wants to, like... <laughs> I just want to smack him with the hammer and off him. <laughs> <sighs> but it is it is quite clear that like you can you glean that like he had that thing you fought enslaved yeah oh okay he had that thing what is it you want me to do willingly you could come back with us perhaps you have friends that could help as well and do what why well, yes we need aid in fighting the great threat. And the great threat is? They seek to destroy the Neogi. What's their name? They are the nameless ones and have many faces. They were created by the Neogi. You guys created your own threat? Yes, they rebelled. And now seek the genocide of the Neogi. I hold my hammer up to him like really close, intimidating like, and I stare him down and I want to do another insight just to see what he's... I don't know, if I trust him to live. Okay, go ahead and uh, make, make the insight with advantage then. Okay. 25. You again believe that he is telling you some truths. Okay. I have a deal to offer you, Mr. Neogi. Yes, my 
Name is Klakspa. Klakspa. Okay, buddy. You leave the town of Beric alone. Do you know what I'm talking about? Between these mountains and the Vorgrag Mountains, there's a little town. Southwest of the lake. We have knowledge of your geography. Okay. Yes. You leave Beric alone, and I'll let you live. Will you aid the Niogi elsewhere? I'm not going to say no, but I'm not going to say yes. You just, I go home, you go home. We leave each other alone. I accept your terms. Perhaps we will meet again in the future. Maybe. If that's so, I hope that you're fighting for a worthy cause. And I hope that you're not enslaving helpless people to help your cause. The extension of my race's existence is certainly my noble cause. Alright, so I, uh, I walk out. Has it been a full minute? It, yeah, your wings have probably disappeared yeah, by now. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, I could fly down the cliff, that'd be cool looking, but... Alright, um... <laughs> well, you could jump off again and see if uh, that ball shows up. Before walking out of that room, there's... He's just in, like, a plain metal room. There's nothing in there for me, nothing... Yeah, it's kind of like this other, like, sub... Like, chamber within a chamber kind of thing. Alright, so I walk out, and, uh... I kick the gorilla on my way back out. And, uh... (laughs) I go home. Like, I put... I put the amulet back on. Okay. I put the amulet back on on my walk, and I'm just, like reflecting on what the heck I don't know I knew I was different but I didn't know I had wings so I put the amulet back on and the wings go away as do uh, well your eyes also return to normal although we didn't really describe it. we didn't really describe it but yeah so my eyes are back to brown instead of a glowing topaz color sneak back in the temple yeah and you you do make it back and Braun of course is up like waiting for you. you you kind of enter and you see him kind of pacing back and forth as he hears you come in uh, Mia Mia oh, thank goodness you've returned Bron you have no idea what just happened huh. are you are you okay you kind of sees the scratches and, and claw marks on your armor uh, did you get into a fight I got into a couple fights Bron but I'm pretty I think I'm pretty strong, and... Ugh, I gotta show you something. I wanna pull him somewhere private. Sure, yeah, you can kind of go into, like, a what would, I guess, be, like, a back rectory. As people in... During this, you know, the the 19-year event, people have certainly come to the temple for for worship and prayer in in this time of of known turmoil for, for the city itself. So there's definitely some worshippers of Thor in the temple kind of in their own prayer i just want it to be him and i and um and i say Bron, you know how mom and dad gave me this amulet and they said it's to protect me yes yes of course well today i think a messenger from thor came and i don't know like this glowing ball of light in the middle of a fight i mean it's it's like it's too crazy. I was in the middle of falling, basically. I don't know. Anyway, um, this radiant light came and told me and gave me peace and told me to take it off and check it out. And I, like, reached down and take it off and let him look. Your eyes. Yeah. My eyes My eyes are instantly, like, pupilless, which is creepy, but they're, like, glowing yellow topaz-colored eyes, and I sprout the wings in my back. He's immediately taken aback and you you see like a expression of of shock and surprise and maybe a little fear a brief flash of it as he kind of corrects himself and takes a step towards you and puts a hand to, to like one side of your cheek he says my my sister you you truly are greater than us all I I always knew I was different and they, they told me I was different and I felt different but this just confirms it and I don't 
I don't know if I can be chained to this town. I could be helping other people. They're so... I ran into this... This Neogi... Do you know what Neogi are? I ran into a Neogi. And... I do not believe I have ever had that type of fish before, no. <laughs> it's it's not a fish. He was like... I don't know, like a spidery thing. But I just... I don't know. I know all creatures in this world are not good and mom and dad are trying to protect me... And you too, Brown, but I just feel like there's so much more I could be doing to make a difference in Aspara. Especially with this, I mean, I can fly. At your, like, bewilderment yourself, he kind of smiles. I, I do believe that it's time that you protect us. As we can no longer provide that for you, you no, you no longer need it. And that's the weird thing, Brown. That's that's what the the radiant light said. It said it's the time has come. And I did make a deal to save Beric. I I don't think these Neogi are very good creatures and apparently they're all over the Vorgrag mountains and I I told him I'd let him live if he if he left Beric alone. I think I eliminated the threat for now. If, if you believe so, I, again, also believe it. I don't know. Should, should I let other people know that I'm like this? I don't know. I do believe that they should know of the threat. And that it should be from your words. Alright. I'll tell the town in the morning and... Unfortunately, Mom and Dad will know I snuck out, so thanks for covering for me, but I'll let them know what happened. And I put the amulet back on my neck. Okay. And, uh, I guess I go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Try to sleep after all that excitement. In the morning, I will, uh, seek my parents out and try to tell them what happened and yeah you find them doing their their normal temple duties right they're running in and preparing for for any uh for the morning prayers yeah i won't like interrupt a service or anything but i want it i want to tell them just the two of them at first i'm actually kind of afraid they'll be mad at me for sneaking out and going so far away from barrack I'll tell them all about the Umber Hulk that I killed, and about the big flying metal ship and the Neogi and and everything the Neogi said. I'll just tell them everything, and then as as they're sort of reacting and taking it all in, I look them in the eye and like put a hand on my amulet and say, "I saw a radiant light, and I removed my amulet." as it instructed me to. And as you mention this light, your your father, Garbin, his eyes kind of grow wide. And so you just have your hand on it? Yeah, I just have my hand on it. Like, just like playing with it kind of as I tell him about it. They're, both of them are kind of quite shocked. Would you let, would you want Braun here? Because he would certainly volunteer to, to like help you, like talk, speak to them about it. Yeah, yeah. Braun is certainly there, and of course, this is really the first time he's heard a lot of this, your the full story yeah, of it too. Yeah, because right? I was so scattered. Yeah. But your father, again, at the at the light of at the mention of the light, he steps to you and kind of gently puts a hand over your hand that's clasping the amulet. We know, dear. We 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 do know, and he kind of reaches around you as like to unclasp it if you would let him. Uh, what are you, what are you doing, Dad? What? Do you want everyone to see? I don't believe you need to hide anymore. Okay. And he unclasps it and let, kind of hands it back to you. I, um, I just keep it in my hand for a moment and I look around, like, I picture us being up on, like, an altery type area and there's, like, 
congregation below us, like kind of looking up and seeing these big wings sprout and like my <laughs> yeah, eyes are yeah. glowing. And I just look so scared, <laughs> like a deer in headlights, like so nervous. I, Dad, I don't, I, I'm so, I'm scared. Should, should this light it show itself to you again, trust in it as we have, as it is not an it at all. It goes by the name of Herafina. Herafina. She entrusted us with your care, with your hammer. Destined for you. Hmm. I have heard the story of my hammer. Herafina. Okay, I mean, I had this incredibly peaceful, calm feeling wash over me when she came. I've never had an experience like that. I mean, you guys running the temple, you're probably used to hearing from gods like that. I just... I don't really want to be different, but I guess I am. And maybe embracing it is what I need to do. If Herafina believes it is your time, then it is your time. Dad, she... She said the time has come. That's exactly what the light said. What, what time? Where am I supposed to go? That is not for us to know. I believe you need to find that out on your own. Well, I do want to keep this amulet. Is that okay? I, I don't know if I could travel to unknown towns, you know, meeting strangers looking like this. That may be wise, yes. You, you should keep it. And perhaps you will find those accepting of who you really are as, as much as we here accept you. I know you guys were just trying to protect me. I see that now. I just... I do feel too powerful for Beric. I mean... I really hope that my deal protects the town. I really hope to keep you guys safe. I love you guys all so much. I... Let me... Let me, you know, take take some time and collect my things and... And then I guess I'll be off. We... We love you too, child. And... Barrack will always be your home, no matter what higher calling you are meant for. And you see the congregate kind of below. Yes, again, they've, you know, as soon as your wings kind of pop out, it certainly draws an eye. Right. At your father's last words, you, you see them all nodding and accepting you for for you. Mia's just like feeling incredibly blessed, which sounds cheesy, but she's like always felt different and now she knows she is and she just, she gets like assurance from that. And I don't know, feels really strong and able to tackle anything at this current moment. She'll speak up real quick in front of the congregation in her current form and say, you all need to be very aware. There are these spider eels called the Niogi, and they live in the Vorgarag Mountains. Those are so- the mountains are so close. Please beware. They can- they can enslave you with their eyes, and they can- I don't know. I know that they're- they're trying to save their people. They're from another world, and just- just be cautious around these Niogi. I- th I think Beric has- has for years been self-sustainable and just kind of lived on our own land in our own little world all the way on the edge of the map here and I just I think you guys while I'm gone and can't protect you you should keep to yourselves and and be prepared I I won't be here to protect you anymore your father puts a hand on your shoulder we will we will manage Beric will survive with your warning and your knowledge we we will be fine you see your mother kind of begins to weep as <laughs> you're leaving home and bronze kind of consoling her 
But she, she, though, though there are tears, she, she does also seem to be in agreement with with your father and the congregation and and supporting your choice. And that's our ah, uh, whatever. Hey, incorrigibles, incorrigibleites, definitely not Lelanders. Thanks for listening. We all super appreciate you following along with our adventure. If you could take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us, that would be great. We'd love your feedback, and it really helps our show grow. And if you like us, recommend us to a friend. If you hate us, recommend us to a friend, or share us on social media. Leland's got so much more up his sleeves, and it's a totally original homebrew. We would love to have more friends following along. We'd love to interact with you guys on Twitter at IncorrigibleParr. On Instagram and Facebook, we're at IncorrigibleParty. All our socials can be found on IncorrigibleParty.com. And on our site, you can get merchandise, character info, world lore, etc. This podcast was sponsored by Critical Hit Design at criticalhitdesign.com. Thanks to Tabletop Audio for allowing us to use any ambient sounds or music during our show. Intro and outro by Josh Jarvis. Contact him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com for inquiries. Catch you next time.